This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. As anxiety grows, markets react. The soybean harvest is done here in northwest Iowa, and they are on the downhill side of the corn harvest. Stock harvesting and tillage are getting done. I've watched enough YouTube videos of farmers harvesting corn to see how lucky that we were to have good standing corn. Wind was an issue all year long. These videos take you along in the combine to see how flattened some of their corn was. I have combined down corn before, before there was auto steer. I can see that really helps. I didn't take wind insurance because the fast-growing crop was vulnerable. No claim was a good outcome. October has generally been pleasant enough. We could use a lot more rain for soil moisture recharge. Temperatures cool later next week as winter gets closer. Snow starts to show in our forecast the following week. A mentor landlord always told me to get the corn out before November 1st. Harvest is on schedule here. I watched the first segment of Ken Burns' new documentary on the American buffalo. Once thick as flies on the Great Plains from Mexico to Canada, the buffalo herd was eventually reduced to as few as a thousand head before being protected. Many things shrank the buffalo herd. One thing cited in the documentary that caught my attention was the drought of 1846 in the Plains. You know what that was, don't you? It was the 89-year drought cycle in that century. It was followed by the Dust Bowl peaking in 1936. Dr. Erwin Taylor tracked the drought cycle back many centuries through tree rings and pond sediment. He targets 2025 for the peak 89-year drought cycle for this century. While there is an equatorial El Nino, it has not dominated the seasonal pattern in 2023. Moisture maps of algamated El Nino years do not match up with current conditions. We are 50% sold on corn and been the other 50%, as well as having been 100% of our soybeans. The technicals are not exactly on fire for the bulls, in our opinion, underperforming the fundamentals. The November crop report is likely to show a further decline in corn and soybean yields. The record-sized monthly crush should become a repetitive sign of the times for soybean demand. River levels should come up off lows. We do not think that end users have great depth of coverage and will have to bid up to get farmers to open bin doors after harvest. We will take a look at bids when we get to the holidays. Sometimes too much anxiety will create a buying opportunity. I think that many markets are now being negatively impacted by high anxiety over worrisome events both here in the United States and abroad. There's plenty of justifiable reason for situational anxiety given all of the things going on. I think that prescriptions of anxiety medications are up. This will impact the economy. People when worried and uncomfortable do not go out for stake or make major capital purchases. Who wants to borrow money at current interest rates? Folks bought things when they wanted to in the recent economy. That will change to buying things when they have to in the current one. High interest bearing CDs will be a haven for anxiety ridden investors who are afraid of risk, directing capital flow away from stocks. Despite a higher crude oil market, I filled up at the pump this weekend with E30 for $3.09 a gallon. That price was lower than the week before. The petroleum refinery margins suffered. The ethanol margin is very good and competitive with gasoline. If there is real damage to Mideast production, crude oil will go up. Otherwise, anxiety and weak demand will weigh on the market. Owning gold appears to be anxiety medication for some. We're still speakerless. 
Finally, a potential House Speaker that represents agriculture. Tom Emmer, GOP Whip from Minnesota, is putting his name up for Speaker. He would be someone that Ag could support. Emmer's website lists agriculture at the top. His district includes the far western and northern suburbs of Minneapolis in the Twin Cities metropolitan area, most of the St. Cloud area, as well as a large part of rural central Minnesota, an area abundant in agricultural activity, unquote. A farm bill is a combination of both food security through SNAP and commodity title issues. Emmer has a cut of both in his district. He voted for and applauded the passage of the 2018 farm bill. Emmer voted to certify the 2020 election results, which did not endear him to the Trump folks. That also makes him not crazy. The GOP House is reportedly meeting this evening for another round of speed dating where they get to better know them. Iowa's entire Congressional House and Senate delegation are Republicans, yet all voted to certify the 2020 election. All of them voted to retain McCarthy, which was where this mess started. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.